Welcome to your Playbook Daily Briefing. I'm Playbook Editor Mike DeBonis. I've got Rachel Bade. Hey, Rachel. Hey, good morning. She's one of our Playbook authors on the line, and let's jump right in. Uh, This looks like it's going to be the final week of the 117th Congress, and it's going to be a busy one. The clock is ticking on the Democratic House majority, and they're looking to wrap up some unfinished business before Republicans move in and take control. And number one on that list is to close out the January 6th Select Committee, the panel that was created last year to investigate the attack on the Capitol by angry Donald Trump supporters. And that process starts today. Rachel, what is going to happen from here? Yeah, a bit of irony here. Uh, Two years ago today, Donald Trump tweeted that his followers should come to Washington because it's going to be, quote, wild, uh, and they're going to be protesting the Electoral College. And this was sort of the the biggest foreshadowing that we had of what was going to happen on January 6th when uh, a lot of these people who sort of bought into the big lie were going to be coming to Washington at Trump's urging uh, to eventually storm the Capitol. Uh, fast forward two years, we're going to be seeing the final report from the January 6th Select Committee, which has obviously been investigating both uh, the lead up to January 6th, what happened that day, and the aftermath. Um, and the big news out of this is that we're going to see multiple criminal referrals uh, for Donald Trump. Uh, the panel is going to be referring him to the Justice Department for basically inciting an insurrection, obstruction of an official proceeding, and conspiracy to defraud the United States government. So uh, that's going to be the big headline. And we should say this is based on reporting from our colleagues at Politico, Kyle Cheney and Josh Gerstein, who broke this news on Friday, and they're going to be covering the, uh, this going forward this week. But we also should make the point that, you know, a, a referral, it, you know, it doesn't guarantee anything, right, Rachel? This, you know, it's going to be up to the Justice Department to decide what to do about prosecuting Donald, Donald Trump. And, you know, we really don't know what this uh, process of referral is really going to amount to in the end. That's right. I mean, uh, there's a uh, special investigation going on right now. Um, Jack Smith, who is leading that up right now, Merrick Garland sort of took uh, the heat off himself uh, and and gave this responsibility to somebody else who's going to be looking at this issue and deciding whether or not to indict uh, the former president. A lot of people think we could see something like that in the coming uh, weeks and months. But I mean, who knows? Uh, it, everything is sort of up in the air on that right now. I do think it is worth sort of stepping back, though, in this moment when the panel is having its final hearing and issuing this report to sort of just uh, talk about what they've been able to do here. I mean, they have interviewed more than a thousand people about January 6th. They have had and received access and interviews from Trump's uh, top officials and top inner circle, people in his inner circle. Um, They've talked to former and current Secret Service. And from an investigative standpoint, I mean, Congress always has to fight for these sorts of access to these sorts of people. And they've really been able to do a great job in terms of um, getting people in to tell their story. That's not to say we won't have unanswered questions. Uh, There's always going to be some people who want to know more, of course, about January 6th. But Uh, The panel's work has been pretty incredible from an oversight perspective, and we should just note that right now. Yeah. Frankly, what I've been most impressed by is the the, the attention they've been able to uh, command, uh, you know, and the the way they've been able to sort of focus the political world and really – you know, if you look at the midterm results, you can you can make the case that they've really you know focused 
you know, a- average Americans on what happened on January 6th and really told a story about, about what happened. And, you know, they've, they've broken through on, on several occasions with revelations about, you know, what happened that day, what happened leading up to that day. And the big question on my mind is what do they got for the final, for their, you know, final, the, the closing act here, you know, the, the curtain is coming down. What's the, what's the big finish? I don't, I don't know that there is going to be something, but, you know, Rachel, you got to wonder, you know, they, they, it seems like every hearing had sort of this like surprise moment. And I, I just wonder what uh, we're going to see in this report or possibly at this meeting today um, that is going to make us think, well, you know, we actually didn't know everything there was to know about January 6th. That's right. And I, and of course, you know, the attention on this came in spite of a lot of folks sort of predicting that the public had tuned out. And that that includes myself. I mean, I remember, uh, seeing polls saying that people were sort of, um, sick of investigations. They had this sort of impeachment fatigue. But as you mentioned, we saw in the midterm elections that, people really were sick of election deniers. They were sick of this sort of big lie that Trump had espoused. And a lot of that had to do with this panel's work and the fact that they were able to illuminate sort of how this came together and the violence that happened that day and uh, really sort of painted a picture for the public that uh, seemed to actually move people. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we'll be watching closely. So today we're going to have this, it's a business meeting. They're going to sort of close out their business. What we don't know exactly is the uh, exact timing of when this report could be released. It could be, you tell me, Rachel, anything from today to maybe in a couple days later this week. Um, We're still not sure about that, but we are expecting a vote today and some clarity on this question of referrals. That's right. And I think at one point we saw some reporting about January 21st, so at the latest Wednesday. Another unanswered question for House Democrats is what to do with Donald Trump's taxes. Uh, Tomorrow, the Ways and Means Committee is set to meet and hash that out. And Rachel, how did we get here? Oh, my gosh. You're taking me back. You're taking me back, Mike, all the way back to early 2019. Yeah, this isn't even like two years. This is going back uh, like better part of four years, actually. It's true. But when Democrats took over the House, I remember that one of those first blockbuster hearings they had was Michael Cohen, who came in and alleged that Donald Trump had basically lied on on his taxes uh, and also to uh, people who were doing um, sort of loan guarantees. And that really set up Democrats to uh, demand and then eventually subpoena Donald Trump's tax returns, which, of course, the Treasury Department refused to give them and sort of led to this long extended legal battle in the courts about whether Congress had any right to see these documents. And so now they have them. The courts have spoken and said, yes, they have a right to this. Uh, Of course, Donald Trump is no longer in office, but he was one of the few, actually one of the only presidents, uh, presidential candidates who refused to release his tax returns uh, in recent history. And so, you know, we'll see if there's any really big surprises. Uh, I do believe the New York Times has already had their hands on these for a while. Um, So we'll have to see if there's anything new that the committee turns out. But at the very least, this is a symbolic move in that they finally got these documents that they demanded, which again, reinforces sort of oversight power of Congress just years later, which at this point may or may not really help them politically. Right. Uh, we should clarify the New York Times has had like one had like one return from like 2005. What what, what the committee has is six returns, uh, recent returns, and they have the full uh, the full picture. 
And to me, like what's interesting here is that, you know, if if the committee does, in fact, decide to release them publicly, which uh, does not appear to be settled at this point, um, you know, I think we're finally going to get some clarity on whether the, the tax returns themselves actually say anything about that we didn't already know about Donald Trump. And, you know, I'm just curious, Rachel, what you think? I mean, it, I, I, my sort of attitude towards these all along has been they're probably kind of underwhelming uh, because yeah. there's only so much you can sort of glean from from the numbers themselves. But I mean, I, I think the big question people are going to be watching um, or asking is, was he actually committing some sort of tax fraud here or was he just taking advantage of loopholes that were already in the system that maybe they sound a little unsavory, were entirely legal. And so we'll have to see uh, what they find on that. Right. Well, we got to go. Rachel Bade, thanks for coming on. Thank you.